Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. With a name like Mutual, it has to be good. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Commons. A landscape free for the ideas, sketches, and correspondence of the listeners and creators of the Mutual Audio Network. You're invited to a realm of audio drama where one moment can seem like an eternity and forever is but a pebble on the beach. It's a kiss seen through the window of a passing train. It's a bolt of lightning that reveals a shadowy creature with arms raised. It's what happened. What's happening. And what's going to happen. It's... Previously on. Previously on Previously On, Joey had convinced the owners of the Greasy Spoon, a local Greasy Spoon, that he was a famous food consultant, and over a week's time, he had eaten his way through the menu and gotten paid for it. He was about to order his last item, a side of bacon-wrapped, deep-fried, artisanally sourced, organic, free-range chicken livers, when he realized the time would soon come for his assessment report and the suggested changes. At first, it didn't seem strange to him that a greasy spoon, let alone one called the Greasy Spoon, would have a menu item that was artisanally sourced, organic, and free-range. He was focused on two things. First, the owners would be expecting good suggestions on their menu, and second, that he would need to find a way to bill the owners for a little more. Joey still needed an additional $500 to pay off Sneaky Philip, the one-time professional yo-yo champion, but recent leader of a secret Bolivian chocolate syndicate for the shipment of cocoa butter he ruined by mistaking Celsius for Fahrenheit. He recalled while, at his first job as an assistant fry cook at the burger hole, there was a secret menu, and he wondered if the greasy spoon had one of those, and if it was possible to build an additional $500 by sampling it. But most importantly, would he, could he stand to eat it? All he had to do was wait for the manager to show up. So he waited all day, and all night, and another day, and another night, a fortnight more, And then, in the last few moments of a poisoned cockroach's life, seemingly asleep in the corner, barely lit in the twilight, just alive by a smidgen, all six legs askew, jerking until they all at once quit, and then... Hello, Joe. What do you know? I don't know nothing. Uh, wait a second. You're Sneaky Philip, the secret Bolivian chocolate syndicate. And? And Yo-Yo Champ. The same. Uh, I've got your money, well, most of it. I I need to wait for the owner of the Greasy Spoon so I can ask him about the secret menu. What if I told you I was the owner? Well, then I would ask you if there was a secret menu. Well, there it is. And it's all made from ruined cocoa butter. Oh, no, not that. No, Mr. Sneaky. Stop! Why? Don't call me that. Call me Mr. Philip. Mr. Philip? Yes, it's a real name. Mr. Sneaky sounds like a cheap comic book villain, and I'm a businessman, not a villain. But... They are not the same thing. Really? Or at least they don't have to be. 
So why don't you go back to the last dramatic chords and pick it up with, oh no, not that. No, Mr. Philip. Okay. Uh, I forgot why I was so shocked, Mr. Philip. Oh, right. <clears throat> because all the items on the secret menu are made with ruined cocoa butter. I'm doomed. Yes. Yes, you are. Unless... Find out next time on Previously On what Joey has up his sleeve. I hope it's not those chicken livers. Oh, I knew something was up when you ordered them. Find out what things can be made with spoiled cocoa butter. You'd be surprised. And find out how much Joey really owes to Sneaky Philip, leader of the secret Bolivian chocolate syndicate. And yo-yo champ. Former. Former? Well, honestly, the wrist isn't what it used to be. See? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Have you tried a chiropractor? And acupuncture. That's next time on Previously On. This episode of Previously On was written, produced, and narrated by Rich Froelich. It featured additional voice talents of Michael Wright. Sound effects sourced and created by Sound Ideas and the Texas Radio Theater Company. Music licensed by audioblocks.com. This is a prep slash travelogue podcast for MadCon. What's MadCon? It is the modern audio drama convention that's taking place at Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia on July 24th through 26th in the summer of 2020. Test, 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 test. Okay. All right. So I just get you... Just introduce this. I'm Emily. I'm Matt's I'm wife. I'm Emily. I'm Matt's so. wife. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. God. Okay. All I right, have so, a love-hate um, relationship with money. So it's great if you have a bunch. It stinks if you have to earn it. And some people die for it. Uh, Folks like us, we need it for so, equipment, online I, storage, I software, and to be able to travel to MagCon in 2020. I'm your host, Matt Leong, and you are listening to... Operation Maple Syrup, a MadCon podcast. Episode 2, Budgeting. So, you're able to scrape together enough cash to buy a ticket to Halifax. But what now? Are you now strapped for cash? without a place to stay? Maybe if you're lucky, you have a friend who will let you crash on their couch. But do you have money to eat? Or an even bigger question, did you buy your ticket? Budgeting appropriately is probably the most important and most difficult part of planning this journey. So that's why I am making this step one. Personally, I find it better to write everything down, so I recommend grabbing an old notebook or a legal pad and start writing down the timeline of your trip. We're going to start at the beginning with transportation, which for most of us will be the bulk of the cost of the trip. We were looking when we were all three going to go, I was budgeting somewhere around 15 to 1800 for the flights, and that was choosing a flight that was going to be the most direct because of Jack. That being off the table, you can be a little less choosy about your flights because you don't care if you're devoting an entire day to travel. You and headphones and an airport and a book and I'm whatever. Fine. 
Right. So in that case, you'll you'll find better pricing for the flights that maybe have more than one stop, or maybe go through a weird airport for the for the stop. Right. So. But in my search, well, actually, I did the search from anywhere from starting from St. Louis to uh, the Halifax airport. Um, I guess you know, uh, depending if I looked dug deeper, you know, more than than the cursory Google search, it would have probably given me the details like how many stops or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I imagine probably the lower the more stops, probably more stops, or at a weird time. But if it's just you, and there's not a big time zone change it's not like you're flying to australia yeah it's two hours ahead right it's not that's it's not, not that's a, not a big difference mm -hmm. i think well you know me i always like to over budget because i'd rather have more cash left over to either come home with or to spend on you know your food and exactly other ex expenses incidentals that you might have but then i'm not surprised either if i find that just based on when you buy the flight. I know mm -hmm. there's a magic time by airfare. And it is usually sooner than, it's less than six months, but not more than, or more than three, but less than six, somewhere around the four month mark. So for this trip, we'd be talking about sometime in March would be probably the ideal time to purchase these tickets. Mm -hmm. We also have the advantage of having Mindy. Mindy is our travel agent. But just having somebody who does this for a everyday, like, you know, who knows all the things that maybe the average bear can't get into, but can maybe give us pricing even farther out. Sometimes airlines don't release their flights. And, you know, they, of course, they fluctuate all the time. Days of the week that are better to purchase on, and there are days of the week that are better to fly on for, for rates. I... I, I Try to f toe the line between not traveling to Detroit to get to Texas, which may make for a really cheap flight, but that's, you know, an entire day shot in the air, or being able to just have a quick direct flight in comfort. So there's a nice balance. You know, I don't want you to be on the worst flight in America that goes all around the planet before arriving in Halifax, but also you don't need necessarily to be on the Concord. First class. Right. So... Mindy may have more, more insight yeah, on that. But I would say, think about. I would have the number of like six or seven hundred dollars in for for flight. So, do you think I should uh, budget for high as, as seven? I am always an over budgeter okay. because I prefer to have. I prefer to be pleasantly surprised than to be thinking I'm going to go in with a smoking deal and have to end up paying thousands of dollars. So, tertiary, like, so let's say. Seven. Yeah. Right now. Knowing that you've consistently seen flights generally hanging out between three and five for right. a round trip for one person. Flying economy and being too concerned about the um, the time of departure and everything. That's a nice, you know, building those travel days in on either end mm -hmm. makes it so you don't have to care about, you're not trying to travel and be somewhere that night there. So if you go up, if you devote an entire day to travel, excuse me, then you'll be... You really just doesn't really matter. So I think it's five and a half hours in the air of total air time. It's mm -hmm. just about, about the airport waiting. And of course, it's likely to fly through either Detroit or New York have been most of the flight paths I've seen through there. So that's basically what you're looking at. But I think that's going to be the biggest piece of the yeah, financial pie. That's what I was thinking. 
For those who can drive, your cost will be gas. Trip Savvy says to figure out your gas is to take the mileage of your total trip and divide it by your miles per gallon to get the amount of gas that you'll need for your trip. Then multiply that figure by the cost of gas. Another aspect to transportation is getting from Stanfield Airport to Dalhousie University or your hotel of choice. There are buses, taxis, even limos if you're feeling like living it up. Ground transportation between... Airport and... Yeah, airport to the university. Will you need any kind of transportation once you're on campus? I don't think so. Okay. Because I I don't think... um, Going anywhere, but there there are certain events, but I'm sure you know, someone might give you a ride. Give me right, right, or we can figure something okay. out. I, I don't or you can you can probably do like an Uber pool or something like that, Some, where it's maybe four or five of you are sharing a because a lot of people are from out of town. So right, that's to do something like that would not be okay. Uh, I mean, I would probably budget about a hundred dollars for ground transfers for the so, trip. So. Um, hundred dollars so for the whole trip well I don't know how much how far I don't know how far the airport is from the university that's uh says about 40 minutes uh what's the distance mm. though it says 40 minutes by car or let's see 35.9 kilometers 22 miles okay this may be where I'm under budgeting because I'm I don't have I don't have rules right now um Maybe we because can, this is down, but we can come right. back and revisit this. But let's just say two hundred so for 200 now, just to just, just to put a number down, a placeholder. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I'm the the Dal Dalhousie. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Uh, been looking into them. the The dates are still not available. Is that for the university? Housing? That's at the university okay. housing. Now, um, on their site, it says low as thirty dollars fifty cents a night. Um, that comes with a little asterisk. So, right. you know, I wish I had a little bit more insight because, you know, there there's, could be a big vacillation between $30 and whatever. I'm thinking maybe fi- I might have heard 50 at some point when I was talking to Jack about, like, stuff going on. So I think that probably be best to... Um, you know, work around in the $50 range. I think... Maybe more. Maybe more? What would you think I, I should? Know. You know I'm an over-budgeter. Well, how, much, how much would you over-budget I buy? I'd say, think about... High as 70? <laughs> you know, I'm going to go higher. I was going to say 100. That might be a little excessive, but... And I'd, because I don't know, we know that's going to tangent into the next question, which is food. But if, you, if that lodging comes with a... I don't think it's included in the price, but if there's a meal plan, like then it's broken down by day of what you're... Even if it's not included in the price, but it's when you purchase the the, the, the package. Yeah, it's like if you get in a hotel and you 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 buy the breakfast package. So then that's all on the same hotel bill. So you can figure out what your and it breaks it down by day charge. Right. This is your room charge. This is your food charge. Now I in I did email them and they said that there is a actually maybe I'll just bring it up while we're talking about. It. They I think they said there is a meal plan that could be. Purchased. They said they offer a 25 meal block plan and 21 meal week plans if you purchase them by month. They're still finalizing prices for summer 2020. The block plan, roughly 300 for a month and 20 week plan, 700. Oh, wait. But the block plan. You are not going for a month. Right. That's the thing. So 
But I guess that means it is available. What the what you're planning on eating, um, but I'm assuming it's going to be more fast food type things or on the go or simple meals rather than a lot of large sit down fancy meals. Because it's going to be it's well it's on a university so there's going to be I'm sure bars. And, yes. you know, that'll probably... Even, Sandwich shops right. and... Even um, on campus, I'm sure there's, there was like, you know, I remember going to Mizzou. There was a Taco Bell in the middle of like right. the student... Uh, the student union. Union. Yeah, so. there's always something that... And, and typically in most college settings, if it's not on campus, it's close to campus. So mm-hmm. walkable because how many kids don't have transportation? Um, but I think... If you're not thinking of G and Tony's caliber meals for the duration of the week, that you know you can be pretty modest with your food budget. Now, also considering it is Canada, so it's going to be more. So I think it was a um, I don't know what's the Canadian dollar to the dollar. No idea. Um, One U.S. dollar is a dollar thirty Canadian. So it's so okay. not so, not yeah. not hideous. So. Okay, so dollar thirty, but stuff is a little bit more expensive. So average, let's say, average meal. Well, let's see. If you're talking probably about chips, soda, sandwich type meals, or yogurt, granola bar type meals, I think if you thought in the round realm of fifteen dollars a meal, you would be budgeting a healthy amount. Now I don't know if you've got dinner plans where, but again, it's just one person. Like you're probably not going to order prime rib. Even if you guys go out to a a restaurant, you're probably gonna get a cheeseburger. I feel like 15 is more than reasonable for breakfast and lunch and maybe 20 for dinner if you're feeling. So just for, just so put pen to paper. So let's say breakfast, um, if I do just like yogurt and- Well then you're like under five bucks. Something like that. So let's let's guess about, let's just for, just for a number, $5. Maybe. For, for breakfast. Lunch. I'd say 15 at least. Maybe 15. Dinner, 20. And then let's say dinner, 20. So in a day, that'd be um, 40. That's 40. And then now you'll f- be there. Now, considering also, you could use this same calculation because, again, in the airport, even though they are highway robbers in the airport, you're still, gonna not, you're still not going to eat in one of the sit-down restaurants. You're probably going to get a slice of pizza or a Burger King or Dunkin' Donuts. So I feel like these prices are still I still think accurate. it's, yeah, I think it's accurate. So we're talking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Six actual days. So that's 240. I would, because I am an over-rounder, I would easily round that up to 300, even so, though that's not correct. Round up to 300 so let's for round. food. So, which is putting you at 1350 now. So 13. Okay. And then, and then you have incidentals, which what really... What would you be purchasing other than maybe um, you might want to buy... If it's a con, there might be artists you want to support. Swag. Right. Like that. Um, I mean, give yourself a couple hundred bucks of, at least, of spending. Well, I, I put down as like per diem because... Uh, right, but that can that um, can change. What's your per diem in the airport versus at the convention? So, yeah. Just, I think for that, I would give yourself a f- several hundred dollars in walk-around money. Because you don't have to use it all. Better to have a whole bunch and not need yes. it than to be like, oh, I really wanted to get this. So what are you at? Fifteen fifty. Yeah, we're at. I two. mean, why don't you just round up to so what's that? Four fifty to make it two thousand even for this trip. 
I, I think that would be... Yeah. 450 would be an exorbitant amount of walk-around money for this. Um, so... But just to... Just to have something to say. So, like, that's your... Put 450 as your spending cash. Now, additionally, you could, knowing that you had that in the budget, if anything ended up being more, like food was much more than we thought, something along those lines. I feel like this is a fine figure to work with to try to make a plan. Right. I feel like 2000 is probably over budgeting, but that's my... But no, I, but I think I it's, it's really that. good to, you know, we, we start high. high and if we can bring it down. Great. If bad. not, then this is what we can work with. So I, let's see. So that's... That's totally reasonable. Yeah. And it's nice knowing the thing, one thing to consider, and we've done this for all of our trips, is to break that into having some of it available in your account and some of it available in cash. And you're going to have to convert. Yes. If you if you use your debit card, it should work fine. But uh, for cash, so that's another expense that should be built into this thing is converting the money. You know, what we're going to eat in converting However much you want to carry in paper cash is going to have to be converted on both ends. Well, well, I know that there is, like, with the institution I bank with, there's a 1% charge, at least 1% charge for wherever. Uh, it, you know, different locations, they'll they'll charge whatever, and I'm sure they'll do whatever, but that's generally from How's that what exactly? I understand. They'll charge whatever they'll and do, do well, whatever. They, well, uh, what I was talking to was one of the people I work with, they just got back from a big trip and they said some locations said like we're going to charge you 3% or 5%. So Airports will for sure charge you more because oh, yeah. of the convenience. You will rather than if you do it here. But you also want to make sure that you have both American dollars and Canadian dollars for both ends of your trip. So you want to make sure that you have money to spend in you know, on your travels and through the U.S. getting there, you want to have Canadian money for your time there, and then you want to have U.S. money again when you get back into New York or Detroit or wherever you back through. Or, or Atlanta for, <laughs> for who knows. But also, like, depending on when you come in, if you want to just get a car home or whatever. Um, having, Big I feel up. like 2000 is a really good figure so, to work with. Yes. And knowing that we also can tap into Mindy for, she's a person who deals with a lot of international travel and being able to ask her about how does that work in All Canada, these. you know, or what do we, so, is there something we need to consider? Also, for those of you that do not have a passport, that's a fee and, and a pain in the ass. And I'm not sure what's all changing with next year's real IDs and everything. So. Well, I, I know that we have the passport. That's so all I'm we good need for, for now. That's all I need for international travel, I, I think, as long as I have that. Now, if I was trying to travel internationally with just my driver's license, that, that won't that, go. because well, that I don't, never would go. Because I don't... Well, you have the new thing that if you... Um, I believe if you go and get it now, but you got to bring all this extra documentation. Oh my God, you have to bring your life documentation. You have to bring... And, and for women especially, you have to bring... Well, like um, change of names yes, and all that. I, you have to bring your marriage certificate. You yeah. have to bring your birth certificate, the marriage certificate showing the change of names, everything. And that's just for a little yellow star. I've seen the IDs. They look almost exactly the same except for like a they little have yellow the star. star. But having the passport is, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. But give yourself time if you don't have your passport because it is not a swift process. So this is um, a good time to plan that. Yeah, get that going now because it is a lot of... Because how long did... When it we, took us a few weeks. Yeah. 
it took a few weeks to, you have to fill out the application. You have to go get the picture taken. Not every post office does it. So, and then you of course have, you can, we don't have a passport office here. The closest passport office does is in Chicago. So you can, if well, you if needed you, one yeah, urgently. I've heard people, people driving people up there to go get it that day. Drive up to Chicago. So that is something, but, um, since you have time, you can do it through the post office. But it's a lengthy application, and then you've got to do the picture and blah blah blah. So exactly, and so better do it now. You're, you know, looking at. I think it's, if I recall correctly, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of. It was like 150, I think, for all yeah. three of us to get passports. Yeah, so I think it was. Yeah, it's it's not the worst thing, but it's a pain in the butt. But give, don't try to do it in a hurry. Got you don't that. want to be doing it in June. So oh, exactly. Yeah, I feel pretty good about the budget. Try to think of everything. Oh, tips. Tips. Okay, I didn't even think about that. So just, but you want to make sure that you are leaving. I'm not sure how this works on a university campus because I have not. But typically in a hotel, we leave five bucks a day for housekeeping. If any, you know, depend. I imagine you're not checking bags but you might right so if you're dealing with sky caps or bell right. hops or anything it's good to have some um, loonies some toonies and loonies <laughs> whatever canadian did right. not what is that one and two dollar two dollars toonies are two, two loonies are one but you might want to have that yeah have that available mm -hmm. and then i could bring and tips for if you go to a restaurant yes or a bar You'll want to tip your... So you have... Make sure you have plenty of singles and fives for, right. for that sort of thing. So right. that was the only thing. But that... Given this ridiculous I money think that, that I put I here... I think that's built in. I'll, tips I'll, are included. But I'll it, say tips are built tips in. Tips into your per diem. But yeah. that's something for people to consider. Is and, and certainly having that in cash. Making sure you accommodate for security deposits... Yes. Or incident, uh, incidental holds if you're using a debit card. Um, if you're using a credit card, they typically won't put a hold. But if you're using a debit card to book either a rental car or a or lodging, um, they will typically hold the entire amount and then sometimes more, which they'll release the extra so you check out or whatever or they batch whatever. out there, yeah. whatever. But making sure that you have that in put there and ready and put aside. Side. That was one thing, and the other thing that we thought about was the conference costs itself. Yes, where you can go and at madcon.com, M-A-D-C-O-N.com. So a uh, full weekend pass is $120 Canadian, and a day pass is 60 Well, Yeah, just assuming the full weekend is 120 60 is if you did one per day, well then that'd be a much well, yeah. more expensive option. Like if so. you're just going for like yeah, one day. One so. Day. Make sure that's how Make much sure it costs. Make sure that's in there in your cost too. So, and I think, yeah, we have we got a lot of room around here to work with that. And, you know, we will, the budget might not tighten up, but we might get more specific, uh, specific once, you know, As once we get closer. numbers get harder or, or And more reservations solid. are made and things of that nature. The one thing you can't control is incidentals and food. You just can't mm. know that until you, but, but knowing, having a healthy budget for it, yeah, some, some I always love when run. I come home with cash. So. Plus, but we'll know more once the, the numbers for lodging are available. And the airfare. And airfare, which we'll revisit in March. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me going solo is, is uh, really simplifies things. So, okay. All right, so I, I think that's everything. All right, thank you. No problem.
I think this has been a really constructive conversation. By laying out our plans, we have set our initial budget at $2,000. As the event grows closer, we will fine tune our budget as we get solid numbers for travel and lodging. But I'm feeling really confident in our plans. So I wanna thank M for sitting in with me for this episode. Also, be sure to purchase your tickets for MadCon at mad-con.com. And just to let you know that if you have any questions, you can reach me on Twitter at MadCon2020. We're also now on Instagram at MadCon2020. The intro music is by Tom Roy Parsons. You can find him at tomrparsons.crossroadstations.com and his Facebook page, Tom Rory Parsons. Incidental music is from Kai Engel's album, Idea, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And I will talk to you kids later as we count down the MadCon. Have a great day and keep on casting. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. The Commons is a free service and opportunity to share with you. To add your voice to the Commons, send an MP3 or WAV file to mutualaudio at gmail.com. That's mutualaudio at gmail.com. M-U-T-U-A-L-A-U-D-I-O at gmail.com. We love your feedback about anything on Mutual and are thrilled to share your ideas, your thoughts, or skits in our forum. See you next time in the comments. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. Every other week, right here on Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network, you get a brand new episode of Bells in the Bat Free, for which we apologize. However, if for some reason you can't get enough Bells in the Bat Free, and after you've asked a professional therapist for help, head over this way on Fridays. Friday Follies has all the old Bells in the Bat Free, going back to 2006, you know, back in the prehistoric days when it sounded like this to get on the internet. <laughs> anyway, if you want to catch the old ancient Bells in the Bat Free, catch it on Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. And we apologize in advance for that as well.